Happy Sunday, everybody. Sunday service, October 10th. My name is Pace Morby. I am the founder of Sub2.com, nationwide um, buyer of Sub2 deals. Extraordinaire. You got to add the word extraordinaire on there. I'm also proud to say that I am one of the hosts of A&E's television show, Triple Digit Flip. Man, I just watched episode two. I am so happy with the way that that show is coming out. Um, we took half a year to film that first season and we could not be more excited. The crew, the people who helped us do everything on triple digit flip a and E. Oh my gosh, man. What an experience that has been. So if you guys have seen that show, throw some comments in the side, let us know if you guys liked it or not. A couple of things I want to talk about. We're going to be talking about novation agreements today, novation agreements. Um, I got a novation agreement locked up today. It was amazing. And my sub two students will get the recording of it. I started making a decision that I will no longer call sellers without a camera on me. Um, I get my team asking me to call sellers all the time, which I've done for years and years and years, but I was never recording it. And now I record every little phone call, whether it's raising private capital, whether it's locking up a novation agreement like I did today, whether it's buying sub two deals, which I locked up a sub two deal today, Whatever it may be, I record everything. And again, today I had a really good call for a uh, seller who is in the process of buying a brand new home. Their lender told them they can get, they're qualified for the house, but they have to go and sell the current house that they're in and get that house off of their mortgage or get the mortgage out of their name. And I was able to talk to the seller today, overcome all of those objections, overcome all of those things, and I recorded every single minute of it, even to the point when the seller calls me back and they're like, hey, Pace, I got like three more questions. Can you quickly get on the phone? And I was like, nope, because I got to get down to my studio and I got to turn the camera on and I got, then I'll call you. I just realized I'm at a stage in the game that I have just about every phone call I have is worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of education and moving people forward in their own business. I get DMs all the time, people talking about how they got one deal from a seller call of mine. They got 10 deals this month because of the confidence they gained from watching my seller calls. And so um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And today we're going to talk about novation agreements. But um, more important today, I want to point out a uh, link that I'm going to throw in the side chat. It is an air meet link. We have a goal of helping anybody. It does not matter if you are a sub two student or not. My sub two students, I've got about 75 leaders in my sub two program. I've got a lot more leaders, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of leaders, but I've got about 75 leaders that have stepped up to the plate and said they want to help 50 people before the end of the year get their first deal. And if you really think about that, guys, we are running. We're in the fourth quarter. We're in the fourth quarter and the shot clock is running down. You, If you have not gotten a deal yet, it is time to get your first deal. So what we're going to be doing is 75 of my students and myself and Matt Beard, my partner, are going to be running um, a challenge starting on the 18th. Okay. And it's not just sub two students. It's not just the Creative Finance Facebook group. We're going to implement um, students from Astro Flipping, students from TTP, students from other programs, and we're going to be helping everybody, right? This is a community that we're building. Obviously, I spent a ton of time with my sub two family. 
but they are all trained go-givers. They were all go-givers beforehand. We just gave them the permission to amplify it, to be honest. And we're going to be giving so much time and attention to people who have never gotten their first deal before. So please, in the side chat, I've got the link, airmeet.com with a bunch of freaking numbers and dashes and all that kind of stuff. Click on that. Register for that. We're going to be doing that on the 18th. As all my stuff that I do, like the 26-hour live I did not even a week ago. Actually, it was a week ago today. The 26-hour live I did a week ago, um, 16-hour live, the 25-hour live, all the Sunday services, all the wholesale hotlines, all of these things, my YouTube channel, it is going to be free. It's not going to cost anything. So starts on the 18th, sets so a, a week from tomorrow. Now, um, novation agreements, guys, if you guys have questions about novation agreements, please throw them in the side chat. We're going to be doing um, a shorter podcast tonight because my partner Cody is on a weekend getaway with his fiance, not his fiance, his girlfriend. And um, they're enjoying the beautiful weather up in Flagstaff, having marshmallows and chocolate and all that fun stuff as they deserve to do so. Therefore, I won't have as much banter going on back and forth. And so the show is going to be a little bit shorter. Tonight, we're going to be talking about novation agreements. What are novation agreements? When to utilize novation agreements? Um, when was the most recent time I locked up a novation agreement? Today. Um, and we're going to go through a couple of stories of how a novation agreement can uh, change your business. Okay. So guys, a novation agreement, what I want you to remember is a novation agreement is always always, always, always a novation agreement is always a fix and flip. Now, um, I'm going to get into details of that, but the first question I get from people is, okay, well, if it's a fix and flip, does that mean I can wholesale a novation agreement? The answer is yes. Can you wholesale a novation agreement? The answer is absolutely yes. Um, but if there, there he is right there, can I utilize a novation agreement even if I don't flip houses? Absolutely. Um, it's the same thing if you are a fix and flipper uh, or you're a wholesaler. Can you wholesale a fix and flip opportunity to somebody else? Yes, that's what you're doing. You are wholesaling the contract or you're wholesaling the paper to the actual fix and flipper. So it's the same thing in a novation agreement. If you are not a fix and flipper like I am, I do all three ways to make money in real estate. Again, let's go through those three ways. How do we make money in real estate? We make money in real estate by either wholesaling, that's both cash or creative. We make money by fix and flipping, both cash and creative. And we make money by holding properties, cash and creative. Okay, those are the only three ways that you can make money in real estate. So if you get a novation agreement locked up, which we'll go through tonight, what that is, what that entails, um, if you guys need more in-depth help, I, I, I've done probably 30 hours of content with my students all about novation agreements. Um, I stopped counting back in February of this year. My students had collectively done over $7 million in net profit in less than 10 months on novation agreements in the first 10 months of the mentorship we were running. And I just, I, I, I lost track. When it got to a point where our students were making like $200,000, $300,000, like Chuck Billy and other students making like double, triple digit flips on novation agreements, it was like, I can't keep up. It, I can't keep up with how much money people were making on novation agreements. So the answer is yes, you absolutely can wholesale a novation agreement to an actual fix and flipper 
right? Now, um, Mike Hayes says, yes, there he is. Michael Hayes out of Houston. Um, he says, ooh, here we go. So Carmen says, I don't, I have a seller willing to do this, but I don't know how to structure this. So structure is such a funny word. Like, I guess I just got to come to terms with this. And people are always saying, I don't know how to structure this. Usually it comes down to you asking the right questions and you actually understanding how a novation agreement can benefit a seller. So let's talk about that. Okay. I've got a deal right now. Um, I was working on it earlier today. I've got a deal right now where the seller absolutely this is a this I almost don't want to start with this one because it's kind of a trickier one, but you know what? I got a lot of my students in here, so I guess I can start tricky. So the seller's willing to sell for two hundred thousand dollars, okay? And the ARV is three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Now, a lot of people will look at this and go, man, are you kidding me? Look at this. This this spread between this is $125,000 spread. Okay. But what happens if the renovation is $100,000? Well, that, man, there goes your spread, right? Your $100,000 plus your closing costs, plus your agent fees and all that kind of stuff. You essentially have nothing left over. Even if you buy that deal at $200,000 with a $100,000 renovation, you make nothing, nothing. So the seller doesn't agree with that. The seller doesn't understand that. And the seller is always going to believe that their property is worth what they think it's worth, right? That's essentially um, what we all deal with. Now, I would normally go to the seller and say, why don't you seller finance this to me? Why don't you let me buy it from, on subject two? But if the house needs a $100,000 renovation, the likelihood that I want to keep this house and spend $100,000 in cash on it is very, very low. And so really what you want to do is you want to figure out how to creatively fix and flip, okay? So this is what we do, okay? Having a conversation with the seller again on Tuesday, this is going to be a lot of fun. My students will be able to watch this seller call to, on Tuesday um, going through and negotiating with this seller, okay? This seller had already gotten an offer at 245. Then when the buyer came in and... Um, looked at the property, the buyer canceled the contract. Okay, because they realized, oh man, there's a $100,000 renovation. Are you kidding me? I can't make that happen. Okay, then another buyer came along at $220,000 and same thing, that buyer comes into the house and the buyer says, man, um, $100,000 renovation, I can't make that work. And so essentially the seller has worked them way, their way down to mentally agreeing to a $200,000 sales price. But the seller's not willing to negotiate anything lower, okay? So here's what I would do, and this is the conversation we're currently having with this seller. I would go to the seller and say, you know, I need to buy this. Honestly, I wouldn't tell the seller this, but I would literally need to buy this property instead of at $200,000. I need to buy this property at $150,000, okay? So a novation agreement is typically used when you can't negotiate the seller any lower, and you're smart enough to realize, hey, I can go to the seller and instead of fixing and flipping it, going out and getting a loan, getting a hard money loan, getting a private money loan, and then fixing and flipping the project, I can just fix and flip the property while the owner still owns the property. So let's go through this one more time. A novation agreement, very simply, a novation agreement is where I fix and flip a seller's home 
while they still own it. Interesting, right? Because if you really think about it, a, a typical fix and flip, what happens is people go through and they go, okay, so the seller needs to get paid. Got it. I got it. Seller's got a house. Here's their house. Wholesaler comes along, gets a contract on this house. Here's this ma magical contract. We'll put a C on it. There's the contract. So the seller set, the wholesaler gets this thing and they get it locked in at, let's say, $200,000. And then that wholesaler then wholesales that contract to the um, actual cash buyer. Okay, so AC stands for assignment contract. And the cash buyer, what they do is they go get this money from a hard money lender, okay? They go to a hard money lender and they pay big bucks for this $200,000. But guess what? They're not paying $200,000. They're paying $200,000, which is the contract price, plus the assignment fee. Let's say the assignment fee is $20,000. Plus, a lot of times they're paying funding or lender fees. Let's look at this, how expensive this really gets for a lot of fix and flippers. So they're paying $200,000 as the contract price. They're paying $20,000 for the assignment fee. They're then paying funding fees. A lot of lenders will charge a 2% funding fee. So that would be another $4,400. Then they've got closing costs on top of that. And let's say that's another $5,000 for closing costs, title insurance, all that kind of stuff. Man, look at this wasted money. This doesn't go to the seller. It doesn't go to the wholesaler. It doesn't go to anybody. It's just wasted money. It's funding fees. And then even on top of that, they have to pay hard money payments. So they're, they're paying expensive money along the way. So let's say that the project takes one month, two months, three months, and you're essentially take, making three months of really expensive payments, let's say totaling another $7,500. There's no reason why we should have to go get a loan and pay all this money. This is just the lending fees, guys. Look at all that money. It's so nasty. Fixing and flipping could get really, really expensive because of all of this. And so a novation agreement essentially says, well, man, how about this? I'm not going to go get a loan. I'm going to keep, I'm not going to get a loan to buy your house. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pay you your $200,000 after I sell the house for $325,000. So what happens is the fix and flipper, they don't buy the house. They never own it. Fix and Flipper never owns the property. And what they do is they then go take that property and they put it on the MLS, right? Mul multiple listing service. Guys, this is where houses get sold. I actually have a lot of people ask me, what is the MLS? Surprisingly, but I guess also not surprising. A lot of new people jumping into real estate nowadays. So um, the MLS is where real estate agents will list a property. When you hear people say listing a property, that's the MLS, right? So what happens is now we find a family and this family goes out and they get a loan, right, for $325,000. And that money goes to a title company, right? Title company receives that money who's handling the transaction. And essentially, when the transaction is done, the title company sends that money to the seller and the seller then gets their $200,000 once the transaction is finalized. So it allows you to fix and flip properties without having to go and utilize hard money. It allows you to fix and flip properties without using a ton of private money lending. 
saves you so much money. A fit, it's always a novation agreement, guys. If anybody tells you otherwise, they don't know what they're talking about. A novation agreement is always a fix and flip exit, a fix and flip or development exit. Okay. So what you're doing is you're asking the seller, hey, let me work on your property that you still own. Let me work on it. Instead of going and getting a hard money loan to buy it, why don't we, if you have to have a very specific number, why don't we just fix and flip this property while you still own it? Okay. Now there's going to be a lot of questions around that. Like what happens if the seller still has a mortgage? Who's make, making that mortgage payment? What about utilities? Who's making the utility payments? Because the seller, right, they still own it, but the fix and flipper is renovating it. Oh my gosh, there's so many confusing things going on, right? Novation agreements can get tricky, which is why uh, we talk about them a lot in my mentorship where we break them down. And it depends on the situation. It always, always, always depends on the situation. But a novation agreement is always where you go to the seller and you say, look, why would I get a loan from a hard money lender, really expensive, pay funding fees and underwriting fees and dock fees and closing costs and all these things. Why, why spend fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 just obtaining a loan and closing escrow when we, you don't get that 15 or 20 grand and I got to spend it. It's basically everybody else gets paid, but you and me, let's just work together. You have a number that you really want. I want to fix and flip the house without spending all that money. And let's essentially partner on this fix and flip. Let's lock in your price and let's move forward. Let me fix and flip the property. The first student I ever had that got a novation agreement was DJ Martin on the second day of our mentorship. He ended up making, I think, $83,000 net. Never done a fix and flip in his life. Didn't have a hard money lender. Didn't have credit. Didn't have credentials. Didn't have any of that stuff. The seller was in foreclosure. Amazing story for any of the students that have been in that program they, long enough to know DJ Martin's story. And that set it off for a lot of students. A lot of students. Um, so we, again, for people who have just tuned in, our students have done probably, I stopped counting in February. Um, in February, we had done over $7 million in net profit. Net profit in my mentorship just from innovation agreements. That's an average of $700,000 a month in profit on the transactions I could actually track. How did I track them? is because those are the ones that my transaction coordinator were helping the students handle. And she was tracking all the profits on all those deals and coming back to me and saying, this one made 200, this one made 180, this one made 40, this one made 60, this one made 120. Okay. We stopped tracking back sometime in February. So I would imagine we're probably in the 12 to $13 million mark where students have made that much money in profit on just novation agreements. And a lot of my students who are in the program, please sound off in the chat. You guys have done novation agreements. You've seen other students make novation agreements um, and make hundreds of thousands of dollars on one stinking deal. Novation agreements are creative fixing and flipping where I don't have to go out and get a loan, right? So let me go through a scenario that I'm going through right now. I kind of hinted on it, but I'll go through it right now. So I've got a, um, somebody reached out to me on Instagram and said, I've got a seller that is just so hellbent on their $200,000 number. And I know that that's not the right number. I know that that won't work because if I bought it at 200,000, I'd probably end up losing like 50 grand, right? Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to spend $100,000 on a renovation. 
which means you're going to spend an extra $10,000 on the renovation on buffer. Anybody that fix and flips knows. Okay, you're always going to go 10% over budget usually, sometimes even upwards of 20% over budget. So if your budget for the reno is $100,000, let's just add $10,000 on top of that. Then I got to pay a hard money lender, closing costs and funding fees and all that kind of stuff. And we kind of talked about that. Let's just bulk it all together. Another $20,000 of just miscellaneous, right? And that all in all comes out to $330,000, okay? Now, when I sell that property, I'm going to spend another 8% to sell that house. So what's 8% of $330,000? Uh, let's do the math on this just real quick. Somebody's really, really smart, and I'm sure that they would figure this out just off their head, and I'm just not that smart. I need to use a calculator, so sorry, guys. So 330000 and I'm going to multi multiply that by basically, all right. So it's going to cost me about... $25,000 to sell that house, right? Agent commissions, more closing costs, benzers, inspections, home warranties, all that kind of stuff. So this house total is going to cost me all in $355,000, okay? That is truly what it costs to flip a house, guys, okay? People do not understand this. So my total cost to flip this house is $355,000. Well, damn. That really sucks seeing as the ARV of this property is actually only $325,000. Is anybody interested in fixing and flipping a property and losing? You guys interested in losing $30,000 on a deal? Not me. So in order to actually break even, we know we can't even buy we can't buy it for 200. Breaking even, I'd buy it for 170 and I'd break even. Right? So when a seller is hellbent on a price, and they're like, I need $200,000. I have to have $200,000. I'm going to give you guys a little trick. And then I'm going to share this recording with my students um, tomorrow morning. Really, really great call. Really great call. Um, essentially, what I did is I had a conversation and talked about, well, let's do the innovation agreement a different way. Normally, I would lock in the seller's price and I would say, well, look, this isn't going to work for me um, at your price. So why don't we um, lock you in? I would have, I, honestly, guys, the price I would probably want to buy this at is I would really want to buy this at like 130000 right? And the reason I, why I'd want to buy this for one thirty is because I'm not trying to make forty grand, which was, would be the difference here. I'm trying to make 25 to 35 grand with a little bit of buffer, just knowing that something bad's going to happen. Every fix and flip, you always have some hiccup, you have some issue, you have something that tumbles you to the side, right? So I would have to buy this at 130, but the seller's hellbent on 200. Well, here's what we do, okay? Here's the conversation. So you go to the seller and you say, look, I understand you want 200,000. And you think that this house could sell for $400,000 or more. Okay, great. Perfect. Here's what I want to do with you. I'm not going to give you a contract price of $200,000. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a contract price that I get to fix and flip the house. I get to renovate the property. I have sole decision-making abilities. And I get to list the property. And all I want, here's the guarantee I want. This is what's in my, my contract with the seller. 
the guarantee that I want are the following. One, I want all my money back. I want my full investment back. Obviously, we're going to track these things, right? I want all my money back. And all I want is a safe return of $15,000. That's it. That's all I want. And you can have everything else. Let me fix and flip the property. Let me renovate it. Let me put it on the market. Let me have sole decision-making abilities. Let me sign for the property. I have power of attorney. I have full control. I have everything, right? Because there's always going to be an engineer and there's like, what about, what if this happens? What if lightning strikes, right? I have full control. I have power of attorney. I have full control of this property. The seller owns it. I've renovated it. And I'm now putting it on the market with my wife, who's a realtor or whatever. And my agreement with the seller is not even a purchase price. Listen to that. My, my, my purchase price with the seller is not even a purchase price. In the purchase contract, it says purchase price, right? And then you've got your blank space here. Here's what I write. See below. And I direct them to the additional terms and agreements on page three or page eight, depending on which contract I'm using. And in that, all I write, again, is I say that PACE is guaranteed two things. I'm guaranteed two things. One, all my money back. So the first thing that gets paid back, the first thing that gets paid is not even the seller. The first thing that gets paid is PACE and his investment. So my renovation, um, my utilities, any payments I made along the way, anything, landscape maintenance, whatever. It does not matter. The word all should tell you the answer because I can guarantee you somebody's going to be like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? And what about this? All. The word all is very literal in that sense, okay? And the second thing is, whatever my desired return is, in this one, I was talking to the seller about $15,000, which my students will get to hear this on Tuesday during our general Q&A. You guys will hear me talk to the seller about this exact situation. Is I said, I don't care what you want. Sounds like you really want that $200,000. And I'm not going to argue with you on that $200,000. That's not important to me. All that's important to me is that I can fix and flip your house and I can make a guaranteed $15,000. Everything else goes to you. So now I'm not arguing with the seller of what the buyer is going to buy it for because you'll get sellers like, I know my neighbors, my neighbors sold for this and this house down the street sold for this. And I saw on Zillow that this did that. Okay, great. This The house will sell what the house sells for. The market determines the sales price, not even me, not my amazing comps, not PropStream, not the MLS. The only thing that determines the value of the property is the actual price the buyer is willing to pay. So I don't need to argue with it, you about that. Great. You, you, whatever your opinion is, if you think we can sell this house for 400 grand, by all means, I'll list it for 400 grand. Okay. All I want is I want this. And the seller signs, boom. Here's the signature, signed, sealed, deliver. I go fix and flip the property. Here's what ends up happening to that seller. That seller ends up getting, instead of the $200,000 they thought they were going to get, the seller ends up getting $130,000 because that was the original price that should have been given to them in the first place. And that's what happens on novation agreements. This is a very unique situation because normally I don't lock in my profit. Okay, this is like a very different strategy than most people are used to. Most people are used to when a seller says, 
let's say um, my ARV is 325 and I know there's a $100,000 renovation and all that kind of stuff, right? Everything we talked about earlier. And I know that I have to buy this property for $130,000 to make money on it. A lot of times the reason I got to buy that at $130,000 is because I have upfront closing costs. I have upfront um, lender fees. I have upfront um, expenses that I have to incur from going out and borrowing money. A novation agreement allows me to typically pay about ten dollars to $20,000 more than any other fix and flipper because I don't have to pay for those expenses. I don't have to open escrow. I don't have to acquire a hard money loan and pay their lender fees and closing costs and escrow and title um, charges. I don't have to pay for any of that. So the power of a novation agreement is that I can fix and flip properties way more profitably, pay more money, and actually never have to go out and get a loan. It's crazy what you can do. And so what you would normally do, okay? So Julian, th this is an interesting one. So Julian says that seller got effed. I like this. This is great. Um, I, I like this opinion. This is a very interesting opinion. So, um, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. The seller didn't get screwed, right? Here's what's happened, okay? Here's what we talked about. Maybe you've tuned in a little bit late and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. The seller has already been screwed over by the by two other buyers. Okay. Two other buyers came in here and gave that seller 250 in the beginning. And they then canceled because they paid too much. Then they had another buyer come in at 220 and they canceled because they it's too much. All right. This has been going on and on and on and on. Okay. So Essentially, the seller got the price that the house is worth. The seller got the price that the house is worth. And the reality is the fix and flipper only made a 7% return. Most fix and flippers I know won't touch anything for 10 to 20%. Interesting, right? So Freddie Hardy says, if you don't have to open escrow, do you just run title search to make sure there are no, un yes. First thing you do is you get the contract, okay? First thing you do is get the contract. And um, you then have your title company pull a title report. You make sure everything's clean and clear. You make sure everything's nice and neat. Okay. Oh, Julian says that she made it, made it in a funny way. They made their profit, but the ego played them. That is 100% correct, Julian. Um, thank you for clarifying, clarifying that. That is a great way. If you guys look at Joe, um, the seller gets brought back to reality in a lot of ways. And instead of me arguing with them about the price they're going to get, because the whole time the seller's like, I deserve this much money and I this. This seller, by the way, has had a property vacant for four years. The house is vacant for four years and they've been so belligerent on their price that people have come along and said, well, I'll pay you this. And they're like, oh, you're just trying to take advantage of me. No, that's market, that's market price. When 50 people tell you that they, they got to buy your price at one or your house at 130, probably means your house in its as-is condition is worth 130. So finally, the seller starts negotiating and is willing to like kind of massage a little bit. So we go, look, I don't care what you're, I don't care what you make. You could take home $250,000 for all I care. I don't care. That's not up for me. But if you're so in such depth of belief 
that you're that the house is going to sell for four hundred thousand dollars, and you feel like you know more than I do as a real estate investor. Which guys, how many times do we talk to sellers and they feel like they know more than we do? They are convinced, okay, okay, they are convinced that the sell that the house is worth a, a certain number, and there's nothing you can do to convince them otherwise. A novation agreement is how you overcome that. You go great. If you think your house is worth $400,000 in a fixed up condition, how about this? All I want is my money back. I'll track all my expenses. I think it's going to be about $100,000 to $120,000. I'm going to go spend that money. I'm going to track that money in our agreement, which my, my um, novation agreement is written by my attorney. In our agreement, I get all my money back, every penny. That's the first thing that gets paid when we find a new buyer. I list the property with my realtor. I choose everything along the way. I have full condition. I have full decision making. And all I want is this return. I just want this return. And I don't care what you make. You make 200, you make 250, you can make $300,000 for all I care. I don't care. And that is a great way to get a seller to move forward because they are so convinced they are right that they will walk forward into that contract believing they're going to make so much money. And at the end of the day, guess what? determines whether they make money or not. Not me, not you, not the seller even. The only thing that dictates the purchase price, the only thing that determines market value is the price in which somebody is willing to pay for it. That is it. That is it. The only thing that dictates it. So you can think you're the greatest comper of all time. You can think you're the greatest underwriter of all time. You can think that the seller's crazy, 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 crazy. But you know what? There have been times, in, in fact, on, check this out. This is crazy. On episode two of uh, Triple Digit Flip on a &E, our TV show, on episode two, we buy a property thinking we're going to end up selling it for like $475. Uh, maybe, five, no, we, we end up, we buy the property thinking we're going to end up selling it for $525. As we're going through the renovation, other comps came up in the neighborhood and we go, you know what? We're listing this thing for $599. We listed it $70,000 over what we originally thought we were going to sell it for. The market determines the price, not our ability to comp. I mean, guys, Jamil comped that. My wife comped it. I comped it. Everybody comped that property, and we still sold it for $70,000 over. And we, I think we made like $205,000 before fees, so we probably netted like $160,000. $160,000 on a fix and flip, right? The market determined the value of that property, not us. And so that's what's great about a novation agreement is that I can go to the seller, and the seller says, Dude, you're going to make all this money. I get so many sellers that say that to me. You're going to make so much money off my house. Okay, Earl, this is interesting. Got Earl. Welcome to the 21st century, brother. There are so many ways to get money to rehab the house. It's unbelievably ridiculous how easy it is. I have not used any of my money to ever fix and flip a house other than the first house I ever flipped. And as I flipped that house, somebody comes like in the neighborhood, they're like, they're, somebody's walking through the neighborhood, they pop their head into my renovation because I was doing the work myself also, like a dumbass. And they go, hey man, tell me, you know, I start telling them like, I got this, I use my money, I did, did, did. You use your own money to flip your houses? 
I'm like, yeah, yeah. And after I figured out that nobody ever uses their own money to fix and flip houses, even the renovation money is not used with your own cash, I then realized how stupid I was. Chuck Billy asks a great question. Chuck Billy, someone who's made hundreds of thousand dollars from novation agreements, I uh, record my lien immediately, personally. The way that I do it, I already know how much money I'm going to spend on my renovation, and I attach that lien immediately. Okay? So, yes, do some people use their own money to fix and flip houses? Yeah, some people do. Those people typically are doing one or two flips at a time. People like us who have, I we're not like Ryan Pineda. Ryan Pineda has like 60 renovations going on right now, something crazy. Uh, not 60 renovations. I think he has like 20 renovations. I'm like a third of that. Our total amount of houses we have in contract to purchase, in renovation, and in contract on the selling side is about 24, 25. There's no way I'm going to use all my own personal money on that. That's crazy. Even on renovations, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So if you guys believe that buying houses and renovating houses requires you to use your own cash, credit, or your credentials from your W-2 job, you are crazy and you haven't done enough research. That's all there is to it, okay? So novation agreements are amazing. You guys, um, if you are one of my students, oh, this is interesting. So Chuck Billy says, what if you sell over what your original ARV was? Do you pay the, uh, do you pay the lien amount? Um, I'm not sure the question you're asking, Chuck, can you reiterate that? By the way, congratulations on your tour. I've seen a bunch of social media posts. I, you guys look like you're crushing and having a great time. Perfect image says, Hey Pace, if I have a property that, it, that 85, 80,500 and the sell, get the seller to 70,000, 60,000 renovation that refinance, it comes to 285. I don't know if that's a question or what. Um, okay. Uh, Chuck, I think I'm missing something, bro. I don't know what you're saying about a pad. Are we talking about mobile homes right now? Oh, do you pad the amount? I always pad the amount. Yeah, every single time I pad the amount. Great question. Yes, 100%. I, I pad the, the dollar amount. Yes. Great freaking question. That's a, that's a question um, that I will talk about only inside of sub two. And I'll kind of break down with you guys on Tuesday exactly how I'll do that. Like I'll work out an estimate. And I'll even have a buffer in there, a line item for a buffer, but even each one of my line items is buffered as well, okay? Um, what is the process to wholesale innovation agreement? That's the most simple thing ever. What, let me ask you this question, Andre Smith. What's the process of wholesaling a cash transaction? Because it's literally the same thing. You get, you get the contract and then you find a buyer and you assign the contract to that buyer. Very simple, okay? Um, yes, we have a management fee in there. Scott Levine. Great question. That's going to have on Tuesday night in our general Q and a, um, everybody, uh, hopefully Chuck Billy joins us on Tuesday. I don't know. He's on, he's on tour right now with his amazing band guys. Check out Chuck Billy. Um, on Tuesday, I'm going to be calling the seller at five o'clock, right at the very beginning of our Tuesday zoom. And then I will then break down that call with you guys live. So you guys will actually see me call the seller live. Um, well, actually, let me tell you this. I'll give you the recording of me breaking down the deal this morning and um, going through all of those kind of things with the person who brought the deal to me. And then on Tuesday, you guys will actually get to watch me have a conversation with the seller. And then after we're done with that call with the seller, I'll actually break it down with you guys and show you why I'm doing some of the things that I'm doing. Because I've done so many novation agreements, they're never, ever the same. 
Um, sometimes most people think I'm going to give the seller a predetermined number, right? The seller is like, I want 200 grand. And so you think that that's the only way to do that is to give them their $200,000 on the contract. But the reality is I can tell them, I don't care what price you get. You could get 210. You could get 250 for all you care, for all I care. I don't care. I don't want your the amount of money to be in the contract. What I want is I want all my money back plus a, a guaranteed return. Everything else can go back to you. That's all I want. And the seller in their mind is like, wow, I'm going to make more than $200,000 and they'll move forward in that transaction. It's one of the most gangster ways to do a novation agreement. And there's people that are teaching specifically on novation agreements and I've never heard them do it that way where you don't lock in a sales price to the seller you lock in your guaranteed return and let them know they get everything back to them. And sellers who are so confident in their comping abilities and so confident that you're trying to take advantage of them will move forward in that transaction. And at the end of the day, the market determines the price, not you, not them, not Zillow, not the MLS. The only thing that determines the price is the ultimate price in which the buyer is willing to pay. So, a lot of fun is going to be had on Tuesday, guys. If you are a sub two student of mine, you're going to see that on Tuesday. By the way, we've got nearly 400 people in here watching live on a Sunday. So thank you guys so much. Um, I've got a question. Um, I'll, I'll answer this question in just a second. John says, how do you do novation agreements virtually? Um, I will answer that in a second. Guys, look in the side chat. Okay, I don't care if you're in Facebook, you're in Cody's YouTube or my YouTube. Um, on my YouTube channel, I've got 332 live viewers on my YouTube channel. Um, in the side chat, I have a very long link. It's an air meet link, okay? And it's a challenge where I have about, I'd say I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students who are absolute leaders. And then I have hundreds and hundreds of students who are still coming up in the ranks, right? They're still learning. They're still going through. They haven't gotten their first deal yet. But me and a lot of our leader students that have been with me for over a year have said, what do we got to do to help 50 people get their first deal before the end of the year? Here we are, October 10th, deep into the fourth quarter. What are you guys going to do to get your, a deal before the end of the year? Well, me, my partner, Cody, my partner, Matt, and a few of my really amazing students came up with an idea. Um, Munif, um, I don't know if he's on here. Um, it depends on how you want to pronounce his name, Munif, Munif, um, however you, Munif, whatever you want to say, everybody calls him a different name. I call him Manny Petty. He's the freaking man. He had an idea to help 50 people get their first deal. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a free challenge starting on October 8th, 18th. So that's a week and a day from today where we will do a one hour live every single day and we will help 50 people get their first deals. So guys, uh, register for that. The link is right there, okay? The link is right there in the side. Luciano says, some people call him Mumunif, okay? So please sign up for that. Whether you are a student, a non-student, it does not matter. Everybody needs to sign up for this. Um, we are going to limit this. We already uh, hit 500 people really, really quickly, so I... Um, amplified it to 750. And I think right before the live, I saw that we were at like 710 people already registered for this. So there should only be like 40, maybe 50 spots left. So guys, click on it. We are going to help a lot of people get their first deals. So 
If you are a sub two student on Tuesday evening, you will be watching me talk to a seller directly on a live about novation agreements, locking in their, not their sales price. I'm going to lock in my renovation and my return and everything else goes back to the seller. It's a different way to structure the deal and it's a way to get the seller past a sticking point of, I want a certain dollar amount. Perfect. I don't care where your dollar amount is. That's not important to me. But if you think that I'm going to sell it for 400 grand and I, I, I think I'm going to put $120,000 in there, then by all means, you're going to make way more than $200,000. So let's go forward. I'm going to guarantee I get all my money back plus my return and everything else goes back to you. That is the beautiful thing about Novation Agreements. You can structure them a hundred different ways. You guys will watch me do that live on Tuesday evening and then I will break it all down. All right. So guys, Here's what I want. Uh, Yara says, the link doesn't give the option to register. Um, Yara, that is always, there's always somebody that has a challenge with some of these links, but I can guarantee you it does. There's a lot of people um, that will come, if you look in the link, they say, I just signed up. I just excited. I'm pumped. I just signed up in one minute. So Eric Ch uh, Childer says, I signed up minute one. So Yara, who actually is one of my private lenders, Yara, Appreciate you tremendously. Thank you so much for, um, you know, trusting us with your money. Um, really appreciate you. Cody can't stop talking about how amazing you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you at my office. Anybody, any of my private lenders um, that want to come and hang out at our office after December 1st, uh, December 1st, we are moving into a brand new state-of-the-art kick-ass office for our acquisition business um, and also our virtual assistant business. Um, all in one. Amazing, amazing space. If you are one of the leaders in sub two, you're a mastermind student, or you are one of my private lenders, you are always welcome to come and hang out at our office. So I look forward to that. Um, Myron ba uh, Bailey says, Pace, can you talk about the funding of a novation agreement for a minute and about those holding costs? So um, Myron, what I'll do is I'll talk about that on Tuesday night and we can get into depth on it on a Zoom where I actually get to talk to you. Uh, because the problem with Sunday service, I love it. It's good for the public. It's good for everybody out there in the general world that are non-students, but it doesn't give me the ability to talk to you face-to-face -face and understand your question and make sure that at the end of the day, I have answered the question in super deep um, uh, way. So whether I answer the question entirely on Tuesday or not, I'll even do a specific Novation Agreement Zoom uh, coming up next week just to answer any of you guys' questions all about novation agreements, we can deep dive for two, three hours for all I care. Shoot, let's go four or five hours, right? Um, everybody, I appreciate you. I love you. I, I, I really do love doing Sunday service. Do me a favor. If you have not signed up yet, make sure you sign up for the Air Meet starting October 18th. Um, and we will see you next Sunday where we're going to actually uh, talk to you guys about finances. We're going to talk to you about Cody and my finances, and we're actually going to bring on our bookkeeper to Sunday service. My actual bookkeeper is going to be coming on Sunday service, talking about managing your money. What does that look like? Even when you're brand, 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 brand new, you haven't even done a deal yet. We're going to be doing that next Sunday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, show us some love by showing up to the air meet. We truly want to help 50 people get their first deal before the end of qu fourth quarter. Um, and I will see all my students. I think I'll see you guys 
seven times this coming week. I also have a Chicago pop-up on Friday night. Jamil and I are traveling to Chicago. So if you are in Chicago, I look forward to seeing you guys. On Wednesday night, I'm going to be hanging out at the All-In event with Jamil as well. That's the All-In boys, Carlos Reyes, Sal Shakir, um, Alex Sines. Cody's going to be there. Matt's going to be there. That's in Arizona. If you guys are in Arizona, Wednesday evening, All-In event, I will be speaking on their stage. Um, and then also, I will see you guys on Friday. If you are in Chicago, we're going to be doing a Sub 2 and uh, Astro Flipping meetup on Friday evening. Guys, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Oh, oh, oh.